Welcome to Connex, a global leadership platform for construction executives. Uh, today I have with me Adam Oglesby. Did I get it right? Yes, sir. Adam Oglesby. Well, I'm, I'm actually impressed with myself. I actually got it right for the first time. So, but, uh, <laughs> so, so Adam, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all, and then secondly, tell us a little bit about your company. So start us from the beginning. Where'd you grow up? Okay. Um, well, I was born in Ada, Oklahoma, a little small town in South Central part of the state and uh, stayed there till early teens and then moved up to the Northeast part of the state and uh, finished out my, um, my early education there and then got my real education at Fort Benning, Georgia at 17 years old. Oh. <laughs> Uh, if any, if anybody knows what that is, the, I do. The, the school, the school for wayward boys. I, <laughs> I tell people all the time that I was born and uh, I was born in Georgia. They're like, oh well, I was born in Georgia. I was like, yeah, probably not in the same place I was. <laughs> but, um, so you know, growing up in Oklahoma, we do the, um, um, you know, the normal hunting and fishing this time of year in spring, morels and crappie and uh, looking at redbud trees and um, big hobbies are scuba diving. Married 17 years, two kids, 14-year-old boy and 12-year-old girl that keep us running between lacrosse and golf and softball and whatever flavor they've got going on that week. So, so tell us about how you got into construction. Well, I, um, I had always been a worker um, at, you know, the age of nine years old, I was subcontracting a paper route from a guy at the Ada Evening News. You couldn't get a paper route from the Ada Evening News until you were 10. He was 11, but didn't want to throw papers. So uh, he subcontracted that to me. As soon as I turned, turned 10, I went down to the paper and I took over the route. And I've been working ever since. Um, getting into construction um, was the logistics of it appealed to me, uh, the service of it, the fact that I knew that um, that I could pull together the right teams, and and it was hard work. And the hard the hard work as an infantryman, uh, I didn't know any better. I I didn't know there were easier ways to make money other than just scraping your knuckles so um it was a natural gravitation and i found it just very satisfying to do so so tell us about your company a little bit okay so so war feather was founded on my kitchen table at the end of 2008 uh with just me and the paper long form of the sdvosb certification i had um started listening to some of the PTAC briefings like most uh, most all of your listeners I bet uh, about the joys of government contracting and and I was uh, trying to weave a big basket to catch all the money that just falls out of the sky and, and I was ready to go so Warfeather started out um, just like that, just as a little small construction company. I started to um, do little small projects at our local VA hospitals and some of the other agencies here around Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we started growing uh, after 2015, uh, 
we had kind of a pivotal moment where um, there was an opportunity um, that we were asked if we could handle it. And uh, probably in all reality, we weren't financially capable of handling that, but we stepped up and said, yeah, sure, absolutely. We can, we can handle this gigantic civil project. And um, we figured out how to make it work. We've grown into a firm of about 25 employees and we've got offices in, we've got three office locations right now with two more in the works. Um, and last week we were just honored with the uh, Oklahoma, with the SBA's uh, small business of the year for the state of Oklahoma. Oh, wow. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So what, what's your core focus? Is it federal government work? Is it a specific, you know, subset of government work? So, so 98% of our, our top line revenue does come from federal contracting, but it is a, it is a mix of everything construction. We do design build, uh, brand new ground up buildings. We do remodels. Uh, and then we have a, uh, separate, it's not really a separate division, but we have an operating unit that specializes in inpatient mental health facilities. So we travel to the veterans, we travel around to the veterans hospitals uh, pretty much across the country, installing anti-ligature alarms and then other associated anti-ligature um, uh, hardware devices. So, how's the future look for you guys? You, what kind of plans do you guys have moving into uh, what the future looks like, especially since it looks like they're going to be pouring money into a lot of the sectors that both me and you are involved with? Well, we, um, as far as our forecast right now, our backlog is pretty healthy for the next 24 months. And, uh, you know, as the CEO of the organization, my view is 24 months and beyond. Our outlook here for us is we're going to probably begin to transition away from relying on DOD type contracts to more Department of Interior. I think that with the administration and the funding that we'll see more of the infrastructure style projects that are more suited towards Department of the Interior, national parks and then roads and bridges. Um, but we're gonna keep uh, doing, uh, you know, so we're going to still serve the mission. And if that mission is on an Air Force base or if it's at a national park, then then that's what we're going to keep doing. I see I see uh, supply chain logistics uh, not getting any better for the next foreseeable future for any of us. Um, I think we were quoted a 42 week lead time on uh, on some urinals for a bathroom remodel that we're doing. So um, you can kind of take that and, and scratch your head quite a bit and see, see where <laughs> that, you know. So, um, what are you doing to prepare? Obviously it's one thing to go get the work. It's a whole nother thing to do it. W what kind of things are you doing to prepare yourself? You talked about different offices you're opening up and stuff like that. Can you discuss that a little bit? Well, with the, the SBA has, um, suspended the uh, bona fide office requirement but it doesn't suspend the need to have a, a presence so we're we're looking at the states that are going to have the most infrastructure money uh, sent out to them 
uh, as places where we want to try and target or the different contracting offices where um, their activity is in the DOD sector is mission critical. We're going to stay, uh, we're going to try to stay as relevant as possible uh, in as many places as possible. So our driver behind uh, branching out into these other offices is we already have anchor contracts and revenue in the places that we're moving into. We're just going to keep reinvesting the money that we have in keeping the in operations. So if we're already in New Mexico, for instance, then if we uh, reinvest our profits back into uh, business development in New Mexico, then then that's relevant for us. So what? It, talk about some significant events that have shaped kind of the model you have today. Um. Well, it's really the this most significant events have been uh, in my own transition from an infantryman to a CEO. Uh, the things that I didn't know, the hard lessons that you learn by not knowing what your basic balance sheets are, not knowing how to communicate either your success, failures, or or problems to the stakeholders within your business, which is your your financiers, your your bankers, and your surety companies. Um, the the biggest defining moments that we've had is uh, we developed our internal financial controls, where data goes in and data comes out. And if somebody wants a balance sheet, I can produce them a balance sheet uh, that is current as of April 14th at 13, 18, uh, 100 hours. So that's been a pretty significant thing for us. We um, uh, had kind of delayed our entry into the 8A program until we had a good solid resume of projects so that we would be relevant when we hit that, uh, kind of hit that scene. We wanted to have a business before, we wanted to have a business to develop, not get into the programs to start a business. And those have been pretty significant little things for us to, um, I, that have been significant uh, contributors to our success. So, um, how, uh, you know, personally, you know, you bring up uh, a lot of good good points here, and I, I, I can feel that way. I, I was in the Navy, I was a CB, so um, I know that doesn't necessarily prepare you for looking at a PL, <laughs> you know, so, but, uh, but there, there, there are a lot of intangibles there, but talk about some of the skills and abilities that you bring to the table that have helped your business. Um, well, the, you know, like you mentioned, the being in the CBs doesn't really prevent you or doesn't really prepare you for looking at P and L's. Um, the, the things that the, you know, the CBs would prepare you for as well as the infantry is that is the tenacity and the drive to, uh, to make it happen. You know, uh, Elon Musk says that he's going to Mars and, and by God, I believe him. Mm-hmm. And when I, um, when I brief my staff and I say, we've got 270 days to complete this project, they believe it. 
and we, um, in our history, we have always completed our projects within our time period. Um, I used my GI Bill and I got a two-year degree in construction management that was focused more on construction than the management part. Um, but the the biggest skill that I bring to the table is is a you know I I see myself as a servant leader. You know I'm I'm in a leadership role, but I'm here to serve the staff and make the rest of the staff successful. And it's about them and their success. Um, than it is mine. One of the specific things that I spend a, a lot of time working on is my own mindset. And, you know, that own, my own personal reflection before I go into a meeting, before I go into um, a, a briefing with the staff or before I have to explain anything. Um, and that it's just as, it's not a skill that I, I, purposely developed, but it was one that I knew uh, was required. Well, you know, I, I almost wish that all young men and women would have to go through some of those experiences personally, because I know it has, it developed me as a person and it sounds like it developed you also. Yeah, hundred percent. The personal development is, um, you know, by the time we get through the the estimating and we get through the drawings, you know, in my experience, excuse me, my experience working as a general contractor before starting my own business, um, I did large scale concrete projects. I did um, industrial refinery work, and then I worked in in aerospace construction. So I have a pretty varied background in all types of different construction. But my love for solving the problems and working these things out and, um, you know, making things work is really one of the things that's most beneficial to the company. But once you get to the point where you've grown to where you're handing off a project to the operations team to execute, then your mindset is really the only thing that you can bring to the table. At that point, you've handed it over to the quote professionals and and the bricks and sticks are out of my hands at that point so you know what advice you know i and i get this kind of question too is like what advice would you give to somebody who was uh, you know looking to come in the industry and a better better way to put it is what advice would you give to your 18 year old self uh given the learning experiences you've had uh should have went to medical school <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> your father. That's what, that's what, no, she's not worth it, son. What, um, but as far as as far as starting the business is, I and and I actually got this question um, two weeks ago from a family member. He's, you know, he's a young man in his early twenties. And, uh, and he says, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a business. What, uh, what advice do you have? And, and my advice is, is before you, before you take a leap into starting a business, understand the, why you're starting a business. Um, and if you're not going into it in the, with the mindset of I'm going to you know, I'm going to serve the greatest number of clients or 
I'm going into business to be of service, then you need to think long and hard about what specific business that you're going to start. Um, because that, that really is the, I believe is kind of the keystone to being successful in a small business is you, you have to be a solution. You have to be willing to, to serve whatever your client's need is and, and check egos at the door and, and be there to solve problems, not create them. Um, and so just having the proper mindset is, I mean, it's really, it boils down to the simplest thing there. And one, uh, you know, specific things that you can do is, is develop a good relationship with your banker early on. Uh, if you're starting a small business and your contracts are, you know, 25,000 or less or $1,500 or less, use, let the banks see you exercising the balances within your account properly um, and then could get good sound financial advice from your um, from any accountants and seek advice from every uh, possible avenue that you can seek advice from and never stop seeking advice yeah it's kind of like uh when, when you were 18 you're uh <laughs> you you knew everything in the world and then you grew up you know so yep. um but uh, so let's move on to the speed round. And then the speed round is simply, I'm going to give you eight categories. You're going to rate them one to 10, 10 okay. being the most important, one being the least important. Okay. And uh, if you want to say why, you're welcome to. So we'll start okay. with scheduling. Uh, seven. Estimating. Eight. Now, next two, we have contract, which the actual physical contract, and the second one is contract administration, the administration of uh, the Division One and Division Zero requirements of the contract. Eight and eight on both of those. And estimating on the reason that estimating is an eight is as a small business, if you don't know your numbers, then you are the, your you're setting yourself up to fail before you've even started. Um, if you're not competent in your scopes uh, and you know exactly what you are committing yourself to do through a good thorough estimate, then uh, you might as well uh, go start putting out applications, getting your resume ready. Design. Um, Design as far as the artistic part of it or design as far as um, design the, partner? The, the paper document you get in, uh, you get, you get in front of you to do what you got to do. Um, a good solid design can make or break you, but experience as a contractor um, can help you mitigate some of those things. So I would rate that as a six. Accounting. Accounting, uh, accounting is, um, it's a seven, six or a seven. Business development or sales, however you want to put it. Uh, that's a five, four to five. And last but not least, leadership. Uh, that's an 11. 
Yeah, that's an 11. Leadership is the most important part of a small business um, in the government sector specifically. When you show up as an 8A contractor, you might be working for a contracting officer that has five projects, and, or they, the contracting officer has five contracting specialists who are each overseeing five contracts. So you have one contracting officer that is responsible for 25 different projects. If you don't show up uh, with your A-game ready to lead your contracting team on the client side and lead your subcontracting team on your side, then you're going to get led around into places that you do not want to be. And if you're responsible for it and your name is on the contract, you have to be in a position of leadership. You well, have I, to take that position. Well, Adam, I just want to thank you for uh, meeting with me today. Um, yeah. I, appreciate, I, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know every day is difficult, especially when you're the CEO of a, of a company and, uh, um, and I just want to thank you. First of all, I want to thank you for some insight. Uh, you preached to the choir here a little bit about how, uh, you know, you, you, you learned a lot from your military experience and that's great. And I, I'm glad you're out there doing some great things. And as I do with all my guests, uh, I want to give you the last word. Uh, thank you very much. It's been a great honor for you to reach out to me and, um, I'm aware of your, uh, company through the great works that you guys do. And I'm, I'm really honored that, um, I'm honored to be your guest that, that our success is, you know, our service to others has been, uh, been noted. That's a, it's a great testament for my team. And, uh, and we're just very appreciative to, um, to be here to help out. Thank you for, uh, uh, you know, being part of another session of Connex. See you next time. Mm -hmm.